everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today, we have a very special guest, the CEO of eClinical Solutions, Raj Indupuri. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me today. Really excited to have you here. Let's let's dive right in. Tell the audience a little bit about your background. Yeah, uh, I started my pro- professional career uh, at a biotech company. Now it's Merck Serono, and I have uh, more than 25 years of experience uh, in this uh, life sciences tech space. And I started as a database developer, and I feel very fortunate to be in this space uh, for a long time. And in 2012, we started this company eClinical, we anticipated uh, trials are going to get complex and uh, the data problem is going, only going to increase. And uh, we are pleased that it not only that has happened, but uh, uh, it's all around data and uh, getting insights from data, uh, which excites me and our team uh, at eClinical Solutions. And again, thank you again for having me here today. I'm very excited to have you here today. Uh, a, a big part of clinical trials, right? A big, a big phase is the drug development. Yeah. What I would really love to dive into for, for most of our conversation here today is a topic I don't think anyone's going to get sick of for, for quite a while either, uh, AI. And I, I would love to hear your thoughts on how AI is being used to optimize uh, trial design and data analysis, uh, but, but also as well as to revolutionize this drug discovery and development process. Yeah. Like you said, it's the... Uh topic uh, uh, and especially the last I would say year or so uh, the excitement and enthusiasm around AI has increased significantly and it's uh, we believe it's not hype and there uh, every I would say uh, every company uh, is trying to bring data together apply AI and get insights and uh, uh, with the uh, drug development overall, it's a huge opportunity. And the reasons being, uh, it's extremely complex what we do uh, with the clinical development and also drug discovery. And uh, the amount of time it takes, which is all, I'm sure like the audience is already aware of it. It uh, takes more than a decade to bring a therapy or a medicine to patients. Uh, it's quite expensive. There, uh, There's data out there that it could be around 2.5 to $4 billion based on how you look at it. And uh, there are a lot of inefficiencies. So the promise of AI uh, to revolutionize drug discovery and clinical development is immense. And uh, we believe the, this is going to only accelerate further uh, to help, again, to reduce cycle times, uh, to, uh, to eliminate uh, inefficiencies, right? to reduce costs and to your comment earlier, to your point earlier, right? Uh, improving clinical trial designs, basically by analyzing data from previous clinical trials to identify factors that might have affected the success, right? Um, and uh, predicting uh, disease progression, right? We could use machine learning to analyze patient data and to predict how the disease is likely to progress, right? Again, within clinical operations, you could predict uh, site scores or site performance so that uh, you can uh, use high performing sites and one of the biggest problems uh, uh, with uh, clinical research in general is patient recruitment you can actually use machine learning and uh, large data sets to 
target the right patients, right? I could go on and on in terms of the use cases. In the end, at the end of the day, we have been talking for years around uh, personalized medicine. So data can be used or large data sets can be used uh, to analyze patient data to identify factors that might affect how a drug works in different people and in the end helping achieve this holy grail of uh, personalized medicine. There's already a lot of uh, pro uh, progress that is being made with science and technology and cloud computing and now AI has been more than maturing uh, to help realize that uh, uh, vision for the industry. How can these life, uh, life science companies ensure that they're staying open to adopting new technologies like AI and embracing innovation rather than clinging to the status quo? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So for AI, I think, I think overall, I think everyone realizes the potential of AI as we just talked, right? For AI to be successful, it, it all starts with uh, uh, good data or having access to clean data sets or large data sets, right? That's one. Two, uh, uh, I would also say that targeting the right use cases, right, is extremely important because uh, it could get extremely complex and it's it's experimentation, right? You do explore data analysis and uh, you could fail with that experiment, right? So uh, putting a lot of thought uh, in the right use case is very important. And uh, that's when, that's where I think working with the right stakeholders becomes incredibly important for data science teams. So to answer your question in terms of the opportunity for the industry or industry leaders to take advantage of uh, AI starts with them being inclusive in identifying the right use case, right? In general, with any technology, there's always uh, 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 there's always inertia and uh, change management plays a huge role. And also uh, you need leaders within the organization uh, driving this and also owning this, right? So that's when you'll see success. And uh, lastly, I would also say, uh, to ensure there is enthusiasm and also there is success with any technology adoption, right? Uh, where we have seen uh, is when you start small, uh, have wins, then you can expand, right? That also creates motivation, enthusiasm among different researchers and uh, groups. To specifically answer your question in terms of uh, how uh, life sciences companies need to evolve, right? I don't think there's a choice here, right? Unless you adopt modern technologies, right? Uh, around data infrastructure, advanced analytics, and of course, AI, right? You would be left behind with competition, right? Whoever you are, whether you're a biotech company, you're a pharma, whether you're a provider, right? Uh, there is significant pressure to be very efficient, right? Uh, to reduce cycle times, to maximize the organizational resources. So for that to happen, I don't believe there's much choice other than 
to take advantage of these technologies and especially uh, uh, work on uh, with AI or identify proper use cases so that you can actually start winning and then building on that. And with any new technology, right, there's bound to be some challenges, but also opportunities that uh, stakeholders should look out for, right? As this technology continues to evolve over time, you know, what are some of those potential challenges that you foresee coming about? Yes, definitely. I think I briefly covered that, but uh, to be more specific in terms of challenges, one, uh, it's definitely making sure, especially with AI, right? Making sure that you have the right data sets. Two, making sure that you have the infrastructure, right, to bring all this data together and to deliver to uh, the data science team so that they can apply machine learning models. And, uh, and last but not least, making sure that you are working on the uh, right use cases. So in, from our experience, these are extremely important uh, to achieve success and to overcome some of the challenges that you were alluding to. To uh, beyond that, I briefly talked about uh, leaders owning this and creating this enthusiasm within an organization in terms of how you can create better experiences to their teams, right? And uh, driving that change uh, is very important. And also specifically with AI, uh, there's a lot of skepticism, right? So you're depending on machine learning models to help with your insights, right? Models predict outcomes or uh, helps you to make sense of all this data. So for uh, end users or stakeholders to adopt, you need to also ensure that there is explainability and also there are more details provided in terms of why that particular use case has been identified and how the model is predicting an outcome or an output, right? The details underneath as much as possible, right? Uh, and also, this would also help uh, undercover any errors or eliminate biases, right? So that's where I believe you're going to see more success uh, rather than deploying AI in a black box, right? So if I'm an end user, if I'm aware in terms of how a model is suggesting or predicting an insight, right? And if I know how that has been built, I'd be more comfortable to adopting or using rather than if I get delivered without any explainability to use, I'll be skeptical and uh, it, it makes it challenging for adoption. So that's something uh, teams should uh, make sure that there is effort put into this along with training so that it's a different way of doing your job, right? At the end, I think AI is only going to, or machine learning is only going to help create better experiences and help you be more efficient. And also when you're building this model, human in the loop aspect is very important, right? Because at the end of the day, you need to make sure that uh, with researchers, especially or reviewers, right? Their expertise is uh, leveraged and having the human in the loop in the machine learning model process is very important. Again, going back to achieving high success uh, with these new technologies and especially AI and machine learning. And 
Is there any lessons that can be learned from industries outside of life science when it comes to implementing these AI-driven solutions that we should be looking towards as an industry? Yeah, uh, so that's a great question. So if you think about it, right, for years, especially the financial services industry has been using AI and machine learning uh, or advanced analytics for fraud detection and risk management. And similarly, retail. Think about, uh, again, we are all used to Amazon. You log in before you even, before you, so <laughs> the way it's sometimes so fascinating that you'll be thinking something to buy and if you log in, it will make a recommendation, right? So these algorithms have been matured uh, in some of these industries. And again, it boils down to again, the effort that went uh, in these industries to collect and uh, organize high quality data for these predictions and algorithms to our machine learning models, I would say, uh, to work. And also, again, uh, uh, building the trust, right? Finding or ensuring that uh, there's a trust that has been established between the machine learning models and the users is very important. And that goes back to my point around providing more details rather than a black box way of deploying AI. So that's important. And, and also we've read, I'm sure like uh, we stumbled on several stories where hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent uh, without proper outcomes. The reason being it's very complex. AI and machine learning is very complex and it's a lot of experimentation. So, what we realized is, uh, again, starting small with properly defined use cases and expanding is going to be very key. Uh, and last but not least, even in other industries, uh, change management and training um, must have played a big role. And we hear about that as well, the people aspect of it, right? to ensure that uh, you can uh, maximize the investment that's made into uh, the AI and machine learning aspects of it. And I'm going to ask you to put, and, and maybe we'll put a cool crystal ball here uh, in the edits after, what major uh, artificial intelligence machine learning advancements do you foresee in the coming years as it relates to the clinical data management space? So that's a tough one. Uh, honestly, if you think about it just last year, where the world was pre-chat GPT and now where we are, right? With uh, with advancements and the enthusiasm around generative AI and uh, BART from Google and chat GPT and everything, how everything has changed overnight again, or over a period of few months, right? Again, we have been talking about AI and machine learning for a long time. So I believe, uh, uh, even in our industry, right? Uh, people are recognizing the opportunity, right? And uh, uh, there's less skepticism in terms of the outcomes if you are investing into uh, machine learning or uh, so in terms of, uh, to be more specific to her question, with clinical data management, significant excitement uh, around how you can automate the entire value chain, right? If you think about clinical data management, the amount of data that we are collecting is increasing significantly, 
right? So now you have wearables, um, devices, right? Apps, right? You have external data, you have biomarkers, different omics data. You're collecting so much data more than ever. Two, you're also using real world data along with uh, data that's been collected in the control set setting, which is the research data, right? So there's no way you could just scale or be productive or achieve uh, outcomes uh, by just adding resources. So AI has to play a, a big role. So if you think about the entire value chain, right, you have an ability to bring all this data together. So in this cases, we actually are excited about working on it. We are working on a data classification problem, right? So you have machine learning models classifying this data that's coming in. Then the next step would be at a very high level is cleaning the data or reviewing the data, right? That's where data managers, medical data reviewers, they spend a lot of time on cleaning this data, right? So again, data review automation uh, is, uh, again, we are making progress, but it's incremental. I think it's going to be transformative and uh, AI will revolutionize and how you, you would bring data together, classify, review the data, and also mapping. So one of the, uh, requirements with research is when you collect all this data, you have to package this data and submit to FDA or other authorities in a standardized format. That's also a very labor-intensive effort. Uh, so again, you could use machine learning models to automate mapping. And then finally, analysis, right? So that you can use this data. Uh, how do you use this data to potentially identify new drug targets to bring therapies again that's analysis clustering so this the entire value chain we predict is going to be revolutionized uh the trials are going to continue to get complex because of our objective to deliver personalized medicine but uh, there'll be better experiences there'll be human in the loop but uh, stakeholders or users will be uh, working on more creative and uh, high domain exp expertise required tasks rather than repeatable and more automated tasks. And last thing I would say, which is quite exciting, just last week, one of our customers, they're a top 20 and uh, uh, biopharma in the world. So they're using our machine learning models and they ran their data and they're able, they were able to identify certain data issues and their feedback to us is without this, they would have been challenged with FDA or FDA would have raised those flags, right? So the opportunity with AI is not only this automation and uh, predicting predicting outcomes or insights, but also uh, uh, gaining efficiencies, but also uh, it helps to identify some of these issues or uh, data uh, uh, trends that even with extensive domain knowledge, you would, you would might miss, right? So that's a huge opportunity that lead to significant outcomes. And again, at the end, will help uh, uh, accelerate research and help bring therapies or medicines to patients faster. Raj, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the BioBreakthroughs podcast and talking a lot of AI and machine learning, which I know our audience will really enjoy uh, listening to. Uh, hopefully we can have you come back on in the near future and dive into some more topics, but thanks again for coming on. Absolutely. The pleasure is mine and thank you for having me here today.